Simple Life Together, episode 54. No limits. <laughs> yeah, right. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Hi, and welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last episode of the show, we talked about the Edit and Forget It Challenge for 2014. The message we want to send out for the challenge this year is fewer things, fuller life. So we hope you'll join us. But this week, we want to talk a bit about limits. Not bad limits, good limits. So Dan, why don't you start out? Okay, my shot here. Well, when we think of limits, it's typically in a negative sense. So often when we put limits on ourselves, like when we go on a bad diet or a too tight budget, or worse, when somebody else puts limits on us, we think of it as a bad thing. Right. But limits really are a fantastic tool to help simplify your life and can actually help you appreciate the things that are most important to you. Learning to accept and use and, and really embrace limits can help make life a whole lot more sense right. in this like crazy hyper-consumer society that we're living in, you know? So here's how I first thought about the framework of limits being a truly positive thing. And it was when I was watching a Tony Robbins training video. And in it, he mentioned that sometimes limits were good. And the example he used was a glass. So if you're thirsty, you pour yourself a glass of water. The glass limits or contains the water so you can drink it. And without the glass, the uh, water would just like flow right through your hand, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. so, so with that in mind... And I'm telling you, sometimes the weirdest stuff will get me thinking. And so true to form, <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> Tony's comment got me thinking about the positivity of limits that help us on our simplicity journey. So I started to jot down a few things about uh, limits with our family. The first one was limiting how much stuff we have in our house and getting rid of excess. You know, things that like you use all the time, the, uh, you're saying the things that you don't need, need love, or use, use. right? Uh -huh. And uh, so getting rid of those makes a margin in our lives. And that's why Edit and Forget It was so important to us last year and helped us get rid of over 3,000 things. And that's why we're doing it again this year, too. Which reminds me, I just put out some bulk garbage stuff today and didn't count it. Like the, what? Because I got to put that on the list. What do you like? Yeah, I know. I totally forgot to count it. Um, <laughs> I got rid of the, the stainless steel barbecue we haven't used that in two years since we got the big green egg. Oh, you know what? I was out there because it's already gone. Did you you put it out there yeah, already? Yeah. Well, that's that's how bulk garbage works around here. Yeah. <laughs> All the and scavengers that come by and yeah, pick up your stuff. <laughs> and that's good. Hopefully, they'll put it to good use. There and, you go. And uh, there was some wood from the from the shed project like and uh, the office shed project. About, yeah, yeah, about two, two years, years ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think there was probably fifteen pieces of that. So I'll go count those. Wow. But anyway. Um, <laughs> This, you know, this sets us up for much, much uh, smaller home of our dreams by getting rid of all of this stuff now. Uh -huh. And, you know, I'm still working on you for the 500 square foot home. You better just back off, dude. All right. I know. <laughs> not ready. So what's, what's your limit? What is, is it like 750? Well, you know, honestly, I can't say what it is. I, I definitely don't want to go below 500. Okay. I think 700 is probably a little bit more reasonable. It's probably stretching my limits. Um, it's all about the design, though. I think so too. Yeah, I think is I, I know it's going to be about the design, you know, high ceilings and you know a lot yeah. of windows or whatever the case may be, just right. to make it feel big. But I, I just I don't know. I just feel right, a little okay. unsure. Although in the hotel, we're getting off, off track here. The that suite that we had at the New Media Expo conference yeah. that we just went to, I could totally envision that being a home. 
Yeah. And I don't know how big that was. What would you guess that was? Um, maybe maybe 600 square feet. Yeah. So I was like, okay, all right. We might be able to make that kind of work. <laughs> I should have so. said 490. Stop it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm going to actually measure. So right, right. Don't even try. <laughs> yeah. So. so, yeah, anyway, getting rid of all this stuff really sets us up for that someday. So I guess my point on this one is by limiting the stuff that we have, our actions are congruent with our goals, right. all right? Getting rid of things, it helps us out with our goals. And we also have to limit things that, um, that we let into our lives. You know, of course, we all have to buy things. There's yes. no doubt about that. And that's part of what this, uh, I didn't forget it was about. It's part of what Project 333 is about mm-hmm. for, you know, figuring out the things that really work in your life. And if you have something, then you get rid of it. Maybe you replace it with something that does work, mm-hmm. right? Or of better quality or whatnot, right. right? So, yeah, we have to buy things. We just don't need to buy everything that we're told that we need. Right, you know, you know? which is hard. It's really hard to do with all the advertisements we're exposed to on a daily basis. No kidding. You know, we did a presentation together. Dan and I did a presentation together yesterday, and I shared some insight into just how much we are exposed to in consumer advertisements. And I use the example of a real simple magazine. That's the magazine that's supposed to make your life real simple, right? Well, you're going to see how real simple (laughs) it is. Let me explain. So in a 236-page issue, I discovered... 111 pages were dedicated solely to full-page ads. Full-page ads. Yeah, so that's nearly half of the magazine. So then you have about 125 pages left, um, which had some content on it. But of those 125 pages of content, 50 of them had like a quarter to half-page ads on them as well. And not to mention, there were some hidden ads in there, like a page might have multiple different products on theirs. Oh, like product placement things? Right, or like yeah. they'll have an image of a woman and her outfit, but there's like 20 different things that she's wearing, so oh, that's like yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. 20. Yep. So that's like a, you know, 85 additional advertisements there. So really, what was left was only 75 pages dedicated to ad-free content. And Wow, that's amazing. It's really crazy. And so 250 advertisements total in just one magazine and you had to sift through 10 full-page ads before you even got to the table of contents. Wow. So right from the get-go, you are exposed to ad after ad after ad. So yeah, I don't know what's crazier, the, the fact that there are that many advertisements in one magazine or the fact that I actually took the time to add it all up. <laughs> yeah, oh, like add, add it, it all up. up. Yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah, it's a pun. I'm, I try, yeah. I'm trying here, Dan. That's a little bit of a joke grenade, but yeah, it's good. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> not as funny But you know, you think you. about that. You thumb through uh, three or four magazines when you're waiting at the doctor's office, I mean, you're just inundated. That's a, you know, that'll be a thousand ads right there, potentially. Yeah. yeah. If you, you know, using the Real Simple Magazine as an example. So right. it is crazy. Yeah. Well, here's another one that I wrote down for the family here. It's um, when it comes to our life plan pillar of family, we knew we wanted to spend more family time together. And when we talked about it, camping was our way of choice for spending more family entertainment and adventure time together, right? Yes. So, Back in the day, we were looking seriously at a huge Class A motorhome, and we've talked about this on earlier episodes. The Class A motorhome had all the comforts of home, actually more. More, more. probably. But <laughs> thankfully, we came to our senses, and we limited ourselves on that, and our little teardrop trailer won out, thank goodness. Oh, yeah. And, and honestly, the teardrop has everything we need and more, but it limits how much we can take. You can't just shove it, you know... You pack it full of right. stuff, right? Because you won't be able to move or live in it or right. sleep in it comfortably. So, you know, that said, while it limits us on how much we can take, it opens up 
where we can actually travel to because it's way more cost effective than using a big motor coach. And we can easily, you know, boondock in remote areas that don't have water or electric hookups. You know, that's interesting that you talk about the, uh, I didn't even think about the cost too. You know, when you initially, when we were talking about this, you're like, it's just going to give us a little bit more options. I was just thinking about the different types of campgrounds because there's certain campgrounds that you can't get into with the class A motorhomes because they were so enormous. But, uh, but yeah, just thinking about financially, you know, um, this really, our, our teardrop doesn't really add that much to our mileage at all when we're traveling. No, the miles per gallon. Yeah, you, you one or two miles per gallon, that's it. I don't even think it's a full mile per gallon. Ah, so. Well, we also put limits on our media consumption. Now, we're not big TV watchers other than the slight Downton Abbey addiction, right? <laughs> yeah, and of course, call the midwife. Right, we haven't watched it in a while. Boy, I, well, I'm waiting, we're writing on the new season, I think. Oh, there you go. Well, actually, I think we, we spend more time trying to figure out what to watch on TV than actually watching. At least <laughs> yeah. me, I tell you, sometimes I'm going through the channels and trying to see what's going to come on, and I just waste so much time trying to figure out what to watch. And, and when I veg, I do like to veg in front of the TV sometimes, but honestly, I get so frustrated after like maybe 30 minutes, and I'm like, I'm ready to turn it off. And, yeah. And really, we've just both have grown so tired of the 24-hour news cycle and the incessant commercials and the not-so-real reality shows. So give them the news. We're getting rid of cable TV. That's right. We're yeah. getting rid of it. I know it. we may be late to the game as far as some people are concerned on getting rid of cable, but, you know. It's a huge step for us, it really. Is. It really is. And so uh, we're we're going to... We're just going to do the basic over-the-air TV. Right. And, of course, we have Apple TV, and uh, Sunshine has a Roku in her room. So we're just going with Netflix and Hulu and over-the-air. And, you know, that saves us $100 a month. That's pretty amazing. Right off the bat. And I'm not a big sports guy, so it's it's okay. I'm not going to miss anything there. That's pretty much the number one complaint when you cut the cord. And... Uh, and not so that, for us, though. Not, not for us, <laughs> right. So, and another thing that I cut out this week, so we'll really kind of put some limits, some money limits on us as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, for, for work stuff and even just for our own projects, I'm a big mind map kind of guy, right? And I recently downgraded from my pro MindMeister account to the free account, and that saves almost 10 bucks a month, awesome. nine ninety five. You know, it's a great tool. I just wasn't using it enough. Right, right. So I canceled the membership to that and uh, and just going with the free version. And I also canceled a membership in an online community that I was a member of and saved another $10 a month. Uh-huh. And I love good online communities. There's nothing like it. But for this one, I just found myself not going there enough. Mm-hmm. And so that's 10 bucks more. So that led me to think about, well, what else can what I What else could I cut? <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of rolling here. And so I canceled the data plan on my iPad, and that saved another $25 a month. And I really, um, I need to access my, or limit my access to online, my, the online world anyway. All right, a yeah, bit. we need to unplug a little bit more. And we're, to, we're working on Honestly, we we've made a lot of strides in that direction as far as trying to cut back. I know yeah. I have. It's just baby steps, so right. <laughs> don't put too much pressure on yourself, but yeah. That's the one thing I really love about podcasts is you can kind of download those in the background and, and you can listen to those on your time. Right, you right. Know? And it's not, it's not like you're surfing around trying to find something on it. And uh, 
But uh, I think that's a huge advantage of it. But anyway, so I saved the 25 bucks from the iPad. And if I really need access, all I have to do is is use my phone's hotspot and tether my iPad to it. Mm-hmm. I would cool. say I would just use my iPhone. That's the that's probably the most likely question people or comment people right, would have. Right, right. But I just I do not like the online experience on an iPhone just because of my eyesight. iPhone eyesight. Yeah, yeah. I need eyesight. That's right. <laughs> so, well, yeah. you know that's so. Those are all things that we've kind of done. Right? No, no, I've done those. Oh, you've done done those. those. Okay, give me some credit here. All right. Well, but I approved them. Let's just get that clear, folks. Oh, there's an approval. There's approval. There's two here. All right. right. Way too much laughing on this show. We'll hear about that. All right. So, well, so you know, I wanted to talk about uh, limits in uh, regards to children, and I think that they're very good when it comes to children. I agree. I two is plenty. (laughs) That's not what I meant. But okay. (laughs) Limits. Well, what I meant was that limits help establish boundaries, which in turn help children grow and they help them to problem solve and expand their creativity and focus and practice a little self-restraint. All good lessons to learn, I think, and good skills to have. Think about a child that has like too many games and toys. And I know out there, you know, of someone who has too many toys or maybe you're guilty of it yourself. Your kids might have too many toys. But, you know, I know there's children out there that, you know, if they have one game and it's too challenging... Then they'll just if they have all these options, then they'll just move on to the next game, like a video game yeah, or whatever. Up. They just give up. They don't even try. Or if they get bored of one toy, they just move on to the next one. Or maybe there's just too many toys to where they can't even focus and decide. So they end up having this like kind of indecision situation. So, you know, I just think that when you limit the amount of toys or stuff, then you are encouraging your children to use their minds and expand their creativity and to think more, to focus and work harder to solve problems. I agree. Yeah, you know, limit. Yep. Yeah, you know, the I think limits really teaches the children to appreciate what they have, whether they know it or not now. Yeah. <laughs> and to be resourceful. So it's really, it's really a cool thing. Yeah, and remember way back, I forget what episode it was, but we talked about that. Um, the Center for the Everyday Life of Families, that self-study. Yes. And um, what that showed was the one thing that was just pervasive throughout all of these, kind of a little backstory on that. They uh, they went to 32 middle-class homes, I think. Right, in Los Angeles. In Los right. Angeles, and the uh, teams of anthropolo- anthropologists. Archaeologists. Archaeologists, mm-hmm. um, uh, professional organizers, other folks. Mm-hmm. But they did a... Um, an educational study on this and to see how people are really living. But one of the things they found that was just pervasive was every room in the house was a kid's room. You know, when yes, the kids the, used to have one playroom, now they had toys everywhere. The homes have become very toy-centric or yeah. child-centric. To, right. To, right, to the toys overflowed into every single room. And, and you can make some leaps on why that is or, you know, maybe some discussion on why that is. And part of it maybe just because... You have dual-income families now. They're busy, and they're trying to make up for time that they're not home with the kids. And so they try to multi – oh, there's so much going on. They're trying to multitask. Yeah. So they have the kids playing with them, but they're with them. You know, it's so, just – Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. L- limiting is good. I also limit the type. I know I know it sounds terrible, but, you know, when your parents got sunshine, that darn – A little popper. A little popper that you know, they push around, then it just pop, 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 It's like pop. a classic toy know, for it kids, and it you know, has a stick on it, and I at even the bottom two, is a little bubble. Two brothers who spent careers working for this company. Oh, Fisher right? Boys, yeah. yeah. Oh, but, I'm sorry. But, but yeah, <laughs> the, the, the toy drives me insane. So, pop, 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 pop. When I pick out gifts, I pick out the noise factor, right? 
<laughs> and you know, it's not a gift for me. It's a gift for them. But I pick out the noise factor. And I pick out the, the number of items factor. You pick out the number of items, but I also consider how much it's going to hurt when I step on that in the middle of the night bare feet. <laughs> right? right, so Lego, love them. I hit the I... ceiling. I hit the ceiling. So. Yeah, no kidding. So, all right, what's another one? Well, I think another topic when it comes to limits is uh, limiting food, basically. you know, Limits can be used in a positive way of being intentional of what we eat and how much we eat. So you're talking about what with the toys and yeah. stuff? So the same thing like with food. And I'm sure everyone can relate to that. When you eat too many chips or too much dessert or whatever the case may be, and it may be possible to even have too many fruits and vegetables and or too much juice, you might At detox. At points, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's usually going to make you sick or feel pretty awful. So, so the idea here is that even when it comes to food, you can limit yourself. And you know what they say, too much of anything is never a good thing. Yeah, so limit the, you can limit the types of food that you intake and, and the, amount, the amount. The quantity, right. right. Yeah. So. so, yeah. So when I think of limits now, you know, recently, I really think about them in a much more positive sense. So, right. I mean, why think of them in a negative sense when they really can be a fantastic tool to help you simplify your life? Mm-hmm. So use limits to your advantage and craft your limits to help ensure that you keep on track with your priorities and that they're in line with your life plan. So sure, the slogan, no limits, is pretty popular these days, but often it's just used to describe what your spending cap should be for the product that they're hogging, right? right, right, yeah. And establishing limits or boundaries can be pretty empowering, and it goes hand in hand with embracing that concept of the power of saying no, which I talked about before on the show and we talk about in presentations all the time. But, uh, you know, together they can help you live a life with intention and keep you focused on your priorities, bottom line. And the last thing that I want to do is expand on the word congruent that I mentioned earlier. And this whole congruency thing has really become kind of a watchword for me lately. But the limits that we set are congruent with our priorities that we set out in our life plan. That's how we're working it out. So remember, we call our priorities for our um, life plan our five pillars. That's faith, family, finances, fitness, and freedom. And it reminds me back to like in our military days. Sometimes people would talk about command and control like it's one thing, but it's not. It's two very distinct separate things. So command is like our life plan and control is like the priorities and the limits that we use to ensure our actions are congruent with our pillars. So that's how we frame limits in our lives. And it's really something that we've just been thinking about recently, and it's been working for us, and hopefully it can work for you too. So what limits do you use to help keep your life on track? Which limits are the most difficult to keep? I know mine are probably food. <laughs> <I just laughs> mine <love>. too. <laughs> mine too. You know, it's just, it's a roller coaster here, you know. But let us know. Anyway, we would love to hear from you. And be sure to leave a comment and share at simplelifetogether.com slash 054. So uh, let's move on to, we do have a thing segment today. Yes. All right. So we'll move on to the thing segment. Our thing is resisting some marketing temptations and making sure our own actions were congruent to our five pillars. There's that word again. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, smart. (laughs) So here's the story. So Sunshine was awarded with a fairness award at school, which is pretty cool because it's like a little reinforcement that we are teaching these good traits to her and we're doing the right things as parents. Because sometimes you just don't know. You don't know. <laughs> it's a it's a dice roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, she she came home with a so called award to go see the San Antonio Spurs basketball team play a game, 
and she got a free ticket. But of course, she had to get at least one adult ticket too. The minimum was another adult ticket. Yeah, Obviously, I, she I mean, I asked, I, I asked, I can't, I couldn't just drop her off. At, no, 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 yeah, no. What's up with that? <laughs> it's not like Spurs daycare, you know. <laughs> here you go, you know. But uh, naturally, she was so excited to win an award. And as a parent, you want to share in the excitement and praise their good work and all that good stuff. So I started to actually plan how we were going to go to this game because, of course, we have to take the whole family to celebrate with her, right? Right. <laughs> well, the pressure was on because I only had one day to make the decision. And, you know, I was just like, okay, how are we going to get this done? So when I brought it to Dan, and as we were trying to figure it out, he was like, you know, Vanessa, the thing is, would, would we have even considered going to a Spurs game if Sunshine hadn't even won this award? And I said, no, we we never have made that. We've never gone to a Spurs game, at least not together as a family. We go to hockey games. We go to hockey games, the That's rampage. Right. That's right. <laughs> so it really made us think about how quickly you can react to the fear of missing out on a good deal type of a thing. And But when we actually stopped and thought about it, we realized this wasn't in line with our normal way of spending time together or our priorities like we've talked about earlier. Because that would have been a pretty pricey family night out and not in line with our finances. Right. So <laughs> so we certainly didn't diminish her award in any way. And we're going to have some family time to celebrate that award Specifically together. Specifically to celebrate that. Yep. Yeah. So. But we're going to do it our way. That's just right. Like Frank Sinatra said, <laughs> do it my way. So that is our thing. <clears throat> cool. Well, we do have a couple of announcements. And the first one is, it was great to see some Simple Life Together listeners at Organize and Energize this past weekend here in San Antonio. Some we met for the first time, others we've, like Robin, we've met before. And it was so cool to meet like-minded folks uh, that listen to the show, you know, and it kind of validates that we're not alone on this simplicity journey. At least here in San Antonio. (laughs) At least we have four (laughs) listeners that we know of. So, (laughs) so, but, uh, and you know, it's just cool because we're out there and we get to support one another along the way. So that was pretty awesome. Well, we also want to give a special thanks to all of you who've left reviews for us on iTunes. It really does help people find the show. So we really, really, really appreciate it. So here is a shout out to LDJ6611 from the United States. It's like license plates here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, JLGN13 from the United States as well. Mel Coppola from Australia. Dan Camp 77 from the United States. And Hannah Richards wrote in from the United Kingdom. Michelle Dragon from Australia. And Petronella Vandenacherhelder also wrote in. Eldar X67 from the United States. Move Over Alligator from the United States, of course. <laughs> and Heather CW from the United States. Also, Scrappy D. Cherry, I think, from the United States. The Bix 18 from the United States. And Swiss Miss 111 from the U.S. as well. So, so thank you all so much for taking the time to share, honestly, heartfelt comments. And we really, really appreciate it. We love to go through and, and read all the iTunes reviews. And, uh, and it's really cool on the international ones. Because not only do we have at least four listeners, some of them (laughs) are from on the other side of the world, which is awesome. So, And don't forget, if you have any questions at all, or you just want to learn more about what we're doing, like Project 333 or Courtney Carver's Dress with Less micro course that we're doing, and that is really going well, by the way. It's going very well, and we get a lot of questions, and a a lot of people are interested in it. If the Organize and Energize, you know, workshop yesterday, they were just like, how do you do it? And... Yeah, and I said for me it was hard, but now I love it. It's just I it's do awesome. too. <laughs> you can easily live for three months on thirty-three items of clothing, absolutely, and be very very comfortable. 
and still not look too bad. Hey. In your case. In my case, you know, <laughs> all the clothes in the world aren't going to help. But anyway, you can learn more about that uh, at uh, simplelifetogether.com slash dress. And remember, if you have questions or comments, you can always reach us at dan at simplelifetogether.com and at Daniel Hayes on Twitter or Vanessa at simplelifetogether.com and at Get Simplified on Twitter. And there are links to our Google Plus profiles on the website. So that's it for episode 54 of Simple Life Together. Remember, limits are a good thing and can really help you stay on track with your simplicity goals. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for the Edit and Forget It Challenge. Just go to simplelifetogether.com slash edit and we'll interact with you on the Facebook page. Our thing this week was resisting some marketing temptations and making sure our, our own actions were congruent to our five pillars. As usual, you can find all the links and info from today's show at simplelifetogether.com slash 054. So we are going to exercise some limits today and keep it to a nice short episode, about 26 <laughs> minutes or so. Awesome. But hey, let us know what you think of the show and how you're simplifying your life too. Send us a note or let us know how we're doing any way that you'd like to. And it would help out a lot if you could write, write us a review at iTunes at simplelifetogether.com slash iTunes. Either way you get a hold of us, it doesn't matter. We just absolutely love to hear from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your simple life together. <laughs>